This is for my dreamers, doers, and audacious entrepreneurs. For those who want to wake up every day and be in love with the career you've created for yourself. This is for you. This is for us. This is the Forever Fun Employee Podcast with me, Jana Hall. Hello, Fun Employed friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Forever Fun Employed podcast. I am your host, Jana Hall, and it is just me today. I am flying solo, no guest. Um, you know, as we are getting into the swing of things with the new year, I kind of just uh, wanted to take some time and um, just really think about how I wanted this new year to go and um, definitely lining up some exciting interviews. Uh, covering a lot of different topics that pertain to entrepreneurship and having side hustles, not quitting your day job, branding. Um, there's a lot coming this year. And so as I get those things lined up, I figured I could just take some time and just check in with you guys and talk to you all one-on-one. I know last time we had our girl Monica here uh, and she was incredible. You guys loved her and she is now officially all settled in to her new life in Denver, living her best life. And so it's just me. Um, I had quite the week. I was getting adjusted to getting back into work. As you all know, I took the month of December off. And so I really needed kind of to just jump into this year, you know, full speed ahead and set routines for myself, set boundaries for myself with clients, with friends, with family, just it was all, it's all about making sure that I kick this year off the right way. Um, I know we're 19 days in, but, um, technically this is my first podcast I've recorded since the new year. So it's still the new year for me, but yeah, I think January has really been a really pivotal month for me in the business because I have kind of taken the time that I had off to really think about how I want things to run, how I want my business to go, how I want my day-to-day life to be. And it really forced me to to just make some decisions and just be really definitive in how I wanted to, you know, live my life, how I wanted my working day to go, incorporating more structure. So this this year has has really already in just these 19 days has really been um, about me putting my foot down and drawing some lines in the sand. And I'm I'm loving how this year is going. I don't know about you guys. I don't know if you know you're off to a right start. If you did implement some resolutions and if you're keeping them up or what. I don't know, but I know for me, um, I'm really happy with the level of discipline that I've been showing. Uh, as I've get, gotten into this new year, I know that I, one of the biggest things that I did was implement a pretty rigid nine to five work schedule. I know I talk so much about like quitting my job and not wanting that nine to five structure, but I actually realized that, um, it actually works best for me when I'm on, when my clients are on. And then at five o'clock I can be off to do the things that you know, I want to do. And I, going back to the episode we had before about fun employed guilt, I think it was because I was, you know, allowing the fact that I did have so much flexibility to kind of, um, prevent me from kind of really being disciplined. And so I would just kind of let my day do whatever, you know, whatever came, I would, you know, just, didn't really have a lot of structure. And so, you know, the nine to five structure that I've set up in place now has really been great. It's really uh, allowed me to get my day started earlier to, um, really like sit down, do the work, focus, have a to-do list that's, you know, that I'm knocking, you know, knocking things off all day. And then five o'clock comes or six o'clock comes whenever my last meeting is, but I try to make sure that it's not after seven. Um, And I'm able to work out, watch TV, talk to friends, um, FaceTime, because I have a strict no FaceTime during the day policy now, which has been great for productivity. Um, So yeah, I mean, there's just been so many things that I've been doing differently just in these first 19 days of 2020. And um, I'm really happy with how I think the year is going to go. If if these first 19 days are any indication of how this year will go, then I'm, I'm really optimistic um, and really proud of, you know, what we'll accomplish. But 
Um, enough of that good stuff. Um, today I kind of, so I've been, I'm not going to lie. I've been in a bit of a creative rut and I, I posted on my Instagram stories yesterday, like what do people do when they are in a creative rut? How do you break out of that? And a lot of people gave some great advice, go outside, take a walk, exercise, read, listen to music. There's a lot of things that, you know, people gave me, um, And really the only thing that I could do is just wait it out. And so I knew I, you know, I knew I had to get this podcast to you all today. And I was like, I'm going to remain disciplined and stick to, you know, what I say I'm going to do. And so I was just like, you know, I'm just going to wait it out and just let inspiration come because that's really, you know, when, when you are creative, you can't force anything. You have to just, um, allow the, you know, the ideas, whatever the vision to come to you. And so I was like, I'll just wait it out. Um, and then this afternoon, I don't know, I got to thinking about tribes and we, you know, we, that word can be so overused. I mean, everyone's building a tribe. Everyone has a tribe, you know, people getting married, have a bride tribe people, you know, everyone is talking about this tribe. Um, but the reality is like as cliche as the term tribe may be, we all do need a a group of people, a village of people to kind of help us in whatever journey we're undertaking, whether it is, you know, embarking on the new, you know, a new marriage, we need a tribe to, you know, stand by us during those times, whether, you know, you're becoming a new parent, uh, you know, you're a group of friends, everyone, you know, everyone has a tribe. And so I think what we don't often think about or really prioritize in our life is the personal or the professional tribe that we build. Um, I consider it almost like your personal executive team. And I know that when I think about my fun employee journey, I know that I did not get here alone. There are so many people along the way who have helped me become the woman that I am today, the boss that I am today, the creative, the writer, the social media strategist, the, I mean, whatever title I'm wearing at any given day, I promise you there is someone who has helped me become that or become better at that. And so, you know, the biggest thing that I can, you know, tell anyone who is trying to start a new business venture, who's trying to grow who's trying to, you know, pivot in their career. The biggest advice that I can give anyone is to build a personal executive team. And so I got to thinking once I realized that like this executive team idea is kind of something that I have lived by and I've always been really intentional about the friendships that I make. I've been really intentional about, um, you know, the business relationships that I make. And I mentioned a little bit in my end of the year reflection or end of the decade reflections episode, uh, two episodes back, if you haven't listened to it, shameless plug, go back and listen to it. Um, I talk about knowing, you know, having friend groups, having a diverse friend group and knowing that everyone doesn't serve you in the exact same way. And so you should seek out the strengths in people and, um, you know, really just allow yourself to break out of your comfort zone of your regular, you know, crew of friends and really start to think about what other people could offer you that you may not ever consider this idea of having loose connections and, you know, how loose connections, as opposed to your tight circle, the loose connections will propel you so much further than your, than your, your friend circle ever could because you're challenged and you're stretched and you're pushed in so many different ways. And so, you know, I really pride myself on building a, a really strong professional executive team. I'm always, you know, whether I'm growing it, fine tuning it, whatever. But I think that no professional can, can thrive without a solid executive team. And so I'm, I know we all have different, um, different roles in our own lives that we need. We all have our strengths and our weaknesses. And so our executive team may call for something different, but, um, I want to challenge you all to think about, you know, who, makes up your personal executive team. And do you even have one? And so I'm going to, as I, I, you know, was sitting down today and I was working out and I was thinking about who was on my team. Um, it might not necessarily be one person in some position, in some cases it is one person, but, um, 
you know, there's, there are certain roles that you need to have in your life, um, to build you up, to, to feed you, to challenge you, to push you and stretch you and help you grow. And so, um, yeah, we're going to, we're going to jump into, I think it's seven that I have here, seven people that are on my personal executive team in no particular order, just in the order they came to me. Um, so yeah, number one, um, the counselor. So, either counselor or counsel. I think counsel is a better word. So the counsel. So this person on your personal executive team, they are a person who is a sounding board of sorts. They have been where you want to be or they are where you want to be. Um, They've been where you are right now. Um, They are in some ways ahead of you in the game. Um, And so they have experienced a lot of the challenges you may be going through. They may know how to, they may be able to forecast what you will encounter in the workplace or will encounter on your entrepreneurial journey. Um, The council is someone who understands what you're doing, where you are, and can give you sound advice to help you navigate it. Um, You know, in my case, I think it's really important that your counsel is very industry specific because there's a lot of times where you may have certain questions about, you know, the work that you're doing and you want to know if you're doing it right or if you're doing the best you can or if you're on the right path to learning what you need to learn, whether you need to get some certifications or who you need to connect with. You know, I think it's really important to have someone in your industry who can give you sound advice and who is on a different level than you are. Um, and you can glean from them and, and they, they're happy to give back to you, um, in the same way. And they help you kind of focus on the bigger picture in your career for, for me, for example, you know, I'm in the digital marketing industry and I work, you know, with clients. Those are, that's my biggest thing. And so, you know, to think about where I want my business to go, the type of clients that I want to have, the type of money I want to bring in, you know, I'm like, I can't just turn to any entrepreneur for that advice. I need to find someone who is in my industry, who understands the type of clients that I'll be dealing with, who can even help me with pricing, who can help me with the type of services that I can offer and how I can help, you know, um, add value to my clients. And so I think that is super important for me, for my counsel to be someone who really, really gets the nature of the business that I'm in. Anyone can offer you advice that's, you know, oh, here's how to be an entrepreneur and like, Here's how to, you know, do different different things that pertain to just business in general. But to have someone who's industry specific is a game changer. And so for me personally, that is my friend Shannon, um, who owns Rhino Graphics, who does a lot of the amazing branding work you all have seen. Um, many places. I mean, Urban Hang Suite. I mean, most re- more recently, Black RVA. She, you know, brought me onto the Black RVA team, and we together helped build out and execute this amazing digital media strategy for this incredible launch. But outside of that, she and I have so many conversations where we're just talking about how my business is growing. And she's been doing, you know, graphic design on the side for so long. And we actually, uh, she's going to be a guest very soon on the, on the podcast to talk about, you know, having a side business, um, with your full-time job. But you know, she's someone that I, I consider a great, um, counsel for me because she is able to help me with pricing, knowing what's reasonable, knowing, you know, given my target market, does this make sense? Um, and so it's, it's really great to have someone to, who I can confidently go to because I am confident in my ability. I'm confident in my experience, but then also to understand that, you know, she has a little more skin in the game and so she can offer valuable advice to me. And so I'm able to humble myself excuse me, and bring, um, you know, bring some questions and, and really, you know, as, as great as I may feel I'm, I'm, you know, being, or as great as my business is doing, no matter the opportunity, um, no matter the growth that I've seen, I'm able to humble myself en- enough to know that I don't know it all. <laughs> and there's value in having someone on board who, um, who knows more than me. And, you know, we are able to have that kind of relationship where we do talk about big picture, big picture things, talk about where the business is growing. And she's able to share some of her information just about how she's scaling her business. Um, and I, I think that that is really what, um, 
what really makes your personal executive team strong is when you can think about, okay, this is where I am today, but what's next for me? And so, you know, shout out to Shannon. She's, she's, she's who I would consider my counsel on on my personal executive team. And there are other people who, you know, I do talk to about, you know, about the industry, people who are, you know, may, have been in it a little bit, you know, not maybe not as long as I have been in it in the industry. Um, but we're able to kind of still talk about challenges. They may, you know, have a client base that I would love to tap into or, you know, just some type of experience that I haven't yet gotten yet, haven't yet gotten. And so that, you know, that's really, uh, what makes this role on my executive team important. So I'm rambling. I'll stop. (laughs) So the next, uh, (laughs) The next role on my executive team is the challenger. So the challenger is strong where you're weak, and they challenge you to do things differently than you've always done them. They push you out of your comfort zone and really help you strive to be better than you've been. Um, You know, a lot of times they just have a different mindset than you do. Um, and who's coming to mind right now is Kelly. Um, I don't know if you all remember from my first episode where I talk about my fun employee journey. Kelly was my boss at Girl Scouts. She was a chief, she was a chief communications officer, completely like just badass. If I'd ever seen a woman before who was badass, Kelly Parisi is the epitome of it. She's been an executive since she was 26. Um, And she's just continued to climb and climb and climb. And when she was our boss at Girl Scouts, me and Melissa really took a liking to her. And we just built a bond that was more like friendships. And so she left Girl Scouts a couple of months before Melissa and I did. And we just kept in touch. We It really became less of you're my boss and, you know we have this friendship to now we're legit friends and we're talking about life and love and all these things. And so Kelly, I call her my challenger because Kelly looks at so many things differently in business. She is a white woman and just culturally we have had different experiences in the workplace, different experiences working with clients and we look at money differently. And so Kelly was the first person to really challenge me to, charge triple what I was charging clients. And I really, I was afraid of money, you know, statistically black, statistically women earn less than men. Um, but then when you factor in black women, the number is even, there is even more of a discrepancy. And so, you know, going into this whole entrepreneurship journey, I really didn't know how badly I was undercutting myself. And I didn't really know that I could charge clients (laughs) what to me was insane amounts of money Um, until Kelly came to me and, you know, she told me to send her a proposal that I was going to send a client and she almost quadrupled the rate that I was going to pay them. And she had reasons. She had line items for like, why these are the reasons why you need to charge X amount of dollars. And, you know, I think that it's important to have people on our team who, view life differently than we do. And it doesn't always have to be money. It can be relationships. It can be, I mean, just anything, whatever you are weak at, find someone who is, who that's their strength. And so for Kelly, she had no problem asking for whatever amount, um, and standing firm in that. And so, you know, I, as a result of working with Kelly and talking with her, she challenged me to quadruple a rate and I sent it off to the client knowing that they would say no. I was like, there's no way in, in the world. Like, they're going to immediately just say no. And ultimately, they did say no. <laughs> but we were op- they were open to discussing. It wasn't like a hard no. You know, they I know that they would have been willing to pay it under different circumstances. But, you know, I had never charged a client that big amount and stood firm and argued my case for it. And so, you know, even though it did end up in a no, the fact that like I was now comfortable enough to jack up the price, um, for me, that was just unheard of. And and it has really changed how I've run my business ever since. And so Kelly is a great sounding board for the things that, you know, I'm just, I'm just not good at. Like she, 
like I said, has been an executive since she was 26. And so she understands how to play the game, quote unquote. She understands, you know, how to lead a team. And that's also something that I was weak at. Um, How to talk to different people, how to, you know, talk to how to negotiate and get what you want without feeling like, you know, without having to be shady about the situation, without having to undercut people, like really going into negotiations, focused on the win-win. Those are things that I've learned from her. And those are ways that she's challenged me as a CEO. And, you know, I love my friend group. (laughs) I love my colleagues, but I know that, Um, I would not be where I am if I were just to rely on the circle that I had, because we all, you know, we all come from similar backgrounds and that we look at money pretty much the same. And we look at, you know, what we would charge a client the same. And I just needed someone to tell me that going after (laughs) high four and five figure contracts was, it could be the norm for me to, you know, to me, it was just like, you know, my first client, I remember I charged on a hundred dollars a month, which was laughable. <laughs> and, and here comes Kelly challenging me and pushing me to just continue to up the price and up the price and not waver. Um, and so she, so she is someone who is on my professional executive team, but I would challenge all of you all to identify a challenger in your life. Who look, who is strong where you're weak, who looks at life differently than you, who can, challenge you to just think outside the box and to just like shed your old ways of thinking because you know in order for us to grow we have to elevate and so who can challenge us to be our highest self so that we can operate as our best self and so that's why the challenger for me um, is such an important role and should for whatever reason Kelly not be in my life anymore um I will definitely be on the, you know, on the hunt and yearning for someone um, to make me a little bit uncomfortable in how I do things on the day to day. Someone to really push me beyond what's what's the normal, what's comfort, what's in my comfort zone. Next up, we have the reality checker. Um, I mentioned in my end of the year reflections the, you know, this idea of radical candor. Not being afraid to say what needs to be said, but also doing it in a way that's gentle and kind. Um, You know, the reality checker is definitely somebody who forces you to be honest with yourself because they're honest with you about shortcomings, about maybe how you um, have been working or not working, uh, who, you know, can help you be honest with your journey, who can help you be honest with the effort that you've been putting forth or the lack of effort you've been putting forth. Um... And someone who can help you identify the weak spots that may be hindering you. Um, and I know that sounds a little bit like the challenger, but it's different in that, you know, it's the challenger for me is in a way it's almost a little bit passive. It's not like you're asking this person like, Hey, challenge me. I want you to, you know, whatever I've been thinking, throw it out the window and force me to think differently. A challenger just shows you how to operate your highest self because they operate at their highest self and they can just, what, what becomes the norm for them, um, or what is the norm for them, you know, and, and, inspires you to make it the norm for yourself as well. And so the reality checker is someone who I think has those difficult conversations, who is eager to listen to you as you talk about, you know, what you go through or, you know, maybe conflicts that you have or issues or bumps in your journey and who's able to identify the weak spots and say, hey, I think this is where you're missing the bark. And this is why you may not be seeing the success you want is because let's be honest, you haven't been doing X, Y, Z. You haven't been working that hard. You have been stopping in the middle of the day to do God knows what, you know, you haven't been as dedicated. You know, I think the, the reality checker is definitely somebody who can just say, girl, get it together. Like, let's be honest, you know, X, Y, Z is hindering you. And so I have a few people in my life who are, who are that for me. Some people who aren't entrepreneurs, some people who have no desire to be entrepreneurs, but people who know me and know what I want out of my career and are able to say, this isn't it. 
Like you, I know you can do better because I've seen you do better. Um, something's off with you. I know this, like you're not yourself. What's, what's going on? And so I think that, you know, everyone needs that reality checker to kind of snap us out of it when we're not operating as our highest self. Um, and who wasn't afraid to have those difficult conversations. I was just talking to a girlfriend this past week. And I think that, you know, a lot of times we think of, challenges or struggles as direct conflict. And that's not the case. It's just a difficult conversation. And so I really value the friends who aren't afraid to just say, I love you. I'm proud of what you're doing. I know you are doing amazing things and you have big dreams, but let's just take a step back and acknowledge where you have been falling short and what may be holding you back from where you want to go. And so on your personal executive team, definitely consider or think about who the reality checker is in your life. I do want to say that I have had many friends or acquaintances, I don't know if I would really call them friends, who they say things that are maybe mean-spirited and they have the whole, I'm not mean, I just keep it real. I don't, those, that's not who I'm talking about. I don't want people in your life, I don't want people in my life who seek to hurt me, who seek to um, tear me down with their words under the whole like guys of, oh, it's just a joke. No, we are not here to be hurtful. We're not here to make anyone feel bad about themselves, but we do want to honor the best parts of each other. And sometimes that means having that conversation. And so think about the person in your life who can be that reality checker for you or is the reality checker for you. Um, and I, I would, um, advise you to keep them around on your professional executive team. Um, next up, one of my favorites, the accountability partner, and not just because my accountability partner is my friend Melissa, uh, who was on the second, ep- I think second episode of the Forever Fun Employed podcast. Um, but I think that accountability partners are so wonderful because they just keep you on track with your goals. I think that accountability partners, at their core, they should keep you honest and they should they should understand, they should really have a solid understanding of what you want out of your life. Whether it's a certain goal you want to reach personally, excuse me, a goal you want to reach professionally, something you want to do and accomplish. Accountability partners really have to know you and know what your heart desires and really keep you on track. Um, I have so many conversations with Melissa in passing about something that I want to do. Or, you know, I remember I mentioned to Melissa maybe, it had to be back in like October, that I wanted to do a big event in 2020. And trust and believe Melissa has followed up with me. So what's going on? Did you look at the venue? Do you have a program? Do you know what you're doing? Blah, 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 blah. Like the person, your accountability partner should stay on you because they know what at your core you want. Um, they, they force you to follow through with your hopes and your dreams and your goals, whether it's weight loss, you know, how are you doing on your diet? Um, I, I love the little, um, Apple watch feature that allows you to see the activity of other people, because I have some accountability partners who are checking me on my progress. They can see when I've completed a workout and they can see when I have not worked out at all for the day. Um, and so they keep me on my toes. And so I would advise everyone, everyone, not just for the first month of the year, not just when you are getting ready for your big 30th, whatever birthday party, and you want to get that body right. You want to get your summer body or you're shredding for your wedding, whatever the case. No, this is the person who will hold you accountable year long for whatever you say you want to do. Um, I don't care if it is something about a relationship or if it's something about my business or my family, my accountability buddy will check in with me regularly on all fronts to see how I'm doing. And I don't like the feeling of letting someone down. I don't like the feeling that I get when 
you know, for me, I can let myself down and I'll be over it. I'll get over it in a heartbeat or, you know, I'll feel down for a little bit and then it's like on to the next thing. But to let someone else down, (laughs) for me, it doesn't feel good. And so to have someone stay on top of you to really keep you honest and like make you have, make you become a woman or a man of integrity to say, this is what you said you want to do. Now, where are we with it? Did you really want to improve or was that just lip service? Do you really want to get better? Do you really want to save money? Do you really want to start investing? Do you really want to buy a property? What do you want to do? And what are you doing to get there? Um, I don't think that we have enough people really holding us accountable. And that goes, you know, again, looking at the reality checker with that radical candor, having someone that is willing to, you know, we're not sugarcoating. We're not being fluffy and, oh, you know, if you're not, if you don't care, I don't care. No, this is what you say you want to do. You may not be in the mood today, but you're going to be upset that you didn't do it down the line. So I'm here to hold you accountable. Um, and let you say what you say you're going to do. And so shout out to mine, my accountability partner, Melissa. We've been on this journey and we just had a long conversation last night talking about, I mean, everything, but like thinking about how far we've come and how afraid we were to take the leap to do our own thing and how we have taken the leap and landed on our feet a million times over. Um, And so, you know, shout out to accountability partners. Um, So yeah, that's that's the next person on your professional executive team, personal executive team. Um, Just a couple more. Uh, The collaborator is another big one. The collaborator helps you build on your ideas. Again, they are a sounding board. Um, They understand your vision and goals and will help you creatively reach them. Um, I think about collaborators. I think about, you know, people who are always like, I know what you do with your business or I know what you do, your passion and I do X, Y, Z. So like, how can we work together to make both of our things bigger? Um, how can we cap, how can we like bring together the strengths and like the best of what we both have to offer and create something totally new and fresh and just brilliant. And, you know, how can we just like bring something different to the market? And so, um, that's really the biggest thing about collaborators is they are able to see your strengths and they can either create new opportunity through connecting you with someone who may also be in the field or they can, you know, they want to directly work with you to make something big happen. And so, um, I think that, I think collaborators are so important because a lot of us want to, for some reason, we feel like we can't share ideas with anyone because someone's going to steal our idea. I'm keeping everything close to the chest because I don't want anyone to take it and run with it. And it's like, people can do what you do. Shout out to Malik Teal. She says like, I can teach you everything I know, but I am the magic. Like I am what's going to make something different. I'm going to make it pop. Like there's like, I can teach you every single thing that I know and it still won't be the same because I'm the magic. And so I think collaborators also understand the power that they have and what they bring to the market, their own ideas, their personalities, their networks, their rapport with people. I think there's just, you know, there is no shame. I love to talk about ideas with people and just to see where they can go and how they can grow. Um, you know, I think that I really do pity people who, I don't want to say I pity them, but it's just really unfortunate to see people who are really, who keep everything so close to the vest because I'm like, there is probably someone out here who is really, who would love to work with you and would love to make things better. And I think we have this mindset of like scarcity and, if if someone else does it, then there's just no way I can do it and the market's saturated and I need to find something else. And it's like, no, a collaborator will really like think creatively and be like, how can you reach your goal? And how can I reach my goal? Like, how can we work together to both, to both just like live our best lives? And so um, my collaborator, CRP, from a few episodes back, um, the World Traveling Wedding Planner, she and I, she's an event planner, excuse me, I have fun employed and I'm always trying to do new events. And so we were like, why don't we just try to do something together? And Sierra, she's the logistics queen and I'm the creative queen. And so like now we're got the wheels turning to think of how we can make something just like great that bring the both, bring both of our strengths together to just 
allow us to, you know, let Champagne and Cabanas and Fun Employed and all these things just come together and flourish. And so I think that's really what collaborating is all about. It's finding someone who really has a passion for growth. It's not about having a clicky mindset. It's not about, you know, wanting to step on someone else. It's not about preventing someone to grow so that you can preventing someone from growing so that you can kind of like have, you know, the f- like coverage of the whole market. It's really about how can we collaborate and make something amazing happen um, and both see some success from it. And so shout out to my collaborator. But again, on your personal executive team, definitely seek out the collaborators in your life. Um, two more and then I'll be done. The Escape. I love The Escape. This one was almost one of my favorites because... In this fun employee journey of, I mean, running a business, paying bills and thinking of new ideas and trying to get clients and being stressed because I'm terrible at sales and that sales is a huge part of my business. It's like there's so many things I think about when it comes to my personal or professional life that sometimes I just want an escape. Like I don't want to think about anything. And your escape helps you unplug and take your mind off of work. Um, A lot of times, and I find when I am hanging out with other friends who may be entrepreneurs or have a side business or whatever, or someone living, you know, in their fun employed journey, when we hang out, like we'll talk about other things, but it always goes back to work in some way. And as much as I love it because it's fulfilling, it's also, I think, what can contribute to burnout is because you've never had a chance to turn your mind off. And so I just love my escape. My friends from college, uh, my Nique, Jaleesa, Sierra, Katia, Corey, Victoria, Jamet. I just, I mean, there's so many friends that I have from college that I just we don't talk about work. They check in to say, how is work going? How, how is business going? But when we talk in our group chats, we are not even thinking about work. We're not thinking about digital marketing. We're not thinking about clients. We're not thinking about this podcast. We are thinking about Joe from you and sending memes nonstop. We are thinking about the kids that half of our friend groups have. We're thinking about wedding planning. We're thinking about working out and going to workout classes together and trying to me throwing my back out of the body by Maria class. Like we're talking about literally everything except for work. And so I think that we need that escape to take us out of grind mode. Like there is no glory in burning ourselves down to the ground for the sake of this hustle. It's not worth it. When we reach the end of our life, we are not going to be on our deathbed thinking about how many hours we worked and how many clients we got. We're going to be thinking about the friendships that we were able to sustain over the years just off of pure, I know you, I see you, I love you, you're my friend, you know me at my core. And so I think that we all need someone in our personal executive team that serves as an escape that keeps us fresh, that keeps us true to who we are. It can really, especially if you're out and about, you're networking, you're going to all these things, it can be so, it can get so easy to get caught up in this life of who you know and moving and shaking and doing all these things and what can I accomplish next that we sometimes forget who we are. I've I've had a few moments in my professional career where I've just looked up and didn't recognize myself. And I think that having those friends and nurturing those friendships really keep you grounded and they keep you solid. And they, they, those people know you at your core, so they know when you're getting off and they always bring you back to who you are. And so shout out to my escape, um, my friends, um, just, just amazing. And, um, yeah, shout out to them. Um, the connector, um, the connector understands your strengths, um, your sweet spots, your passions, and they try to connect you with opportunities. Um, I think that growing, 
as you grow in your career, you are often like you're left with your own, um, you have your network and a lot of people, for a lot of people, it is, uh, you know, you're like, you may feel a little discouraged because you're, you know, you're like, I don't know many people. I don't know. I mean, networking feels so forced and I don't know where to go or what to do and blah, 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 blah. Um, but I feel like every person needs a connector who, who sees you and sees your strengths, your sweet spots, knows your passions and is willing to make connections, make meaningful connections, um, so that you can advance and so that you can grow or you can have you access to opportunity. Going back to this idea of scarcity, a lot of people have this scarcity mindset where there's not enough to go around. Um, but the connector understands that even if they're presented with an opportunity um, and the opportunity may not be right for them, like they're able to kind of like throw the alley-oop if, I don't know if I use that term right, but throw the alley-oop and, and give you the gig um, or provide that or, or share the opportunity with you. Um, I think that, you know, the connector really sees the value in collaboration. So they almost, you know, they they can be also a collaborator in your in your personal executive team. They can also serve as a collaborator, but the connector is really someone who may have their own network outside of yours and is like, I I know that you do this. I'm going to hook you with someone else. X, Y, Z, I know over here, she's doing something similar. And I think you guys could work together greatly to do this. Or, hey, I have this opportunity to work with someone, but I'm swamped. I can't really do it. Are you able to like come in and do it for me? Or can I make the connection and can they become one of your clients? And I think that that is um, an invaluable part of this whole professional ecosystem that we all have is, you know, none of us can do all this stuff alone. We all have to, um, rely on each other. We're, you know, professionals, we cannot exist without each other as much as you like to think that, you know, we're all in our own lane and we have tunnel vision and no one else matters in a way that makes that's true. Uh, when it comes to comparing yourself, that's true. You are in your own lane and no one else matters, but when it comes to this professional life, we need each other. And so whether you choose to be that connector for other people or you have a connector in your life or you, you know, we just, we all need to be or have a connector. Um, that's the only way we can grow. Uh, we need to be generous with our resources and understand that there's more than enough speaking gigs, jobs, projects, and money again, money to go around. So there's no need for you to be stingy. If there is someone that is in the market for something, there's been plenty of times that I've been like, I've had a client come to me like, hey, do you do X, Y, Z? And as much as I want to say, yes, I do it. And on the side, I'm like, I'll figure it out. I just want that money. I'm like, you know what? I don't do it, but I know someone great who does. I'll give you their information. And I think that's really how you establish goodwill with other business owners and other professionals. But that's also, you know, it prevents you from being stretched too. And for you, from you potentially tarnishing your reputation because you've taken on something that's outside of the scope of what you do. And so think about, um, how you can be a connector, how you can be generous with your resources, be generous with your time, your, your connections, um, and your be generous with your access to spaces, to people, to whatever, um, and really and really make a connection with someone else. Be the connection, um, or or really you know seek out the connector in your life. Um, so yeah, I can take a deep breath. Those are all of the people on my personal executive team. Um, and I actually have to go back because I would be remiss. And I would hear about it later if I did not shout out um, my oldest escape, my best friend Tiana. She, especially when I, um, over the Christmas break, I have to say, Tiana came and she spent a few days with me. And I, a lot of, a few of my friends will say that over the Christmas, over this December month that I took off, I did not really take off because I was still working. Um, 
And that may or may not be true, but when Tiana was here, she definitely forced me to stop working. She had me out and about. She had me doing all kinds of things in the house, out of the house that really forced me to unplug. So Tiana is like the escape and the, what, what did I say? No, the escape. Yeah. She is definitely the escape. Um, the epitome of that. And she was very instrumental in me, um, you know, really unplugging for the month of December. So shout out to you, Tiana. I know I I missed you in the first go round, but, uh, I definitely appreciate you spending your boring days away from LA and in Richmond with me. So, yeah. Okay. So, so that is it. Um, those are my executive members, uh, my executive team members, but I would love for you to share with me your team members. Um, if you could write in or you could DM me, I really want to know who you have on your per personal <laughs> executive team. Um, because you know, I'm always looking to add more people to mine. Um, it takes a village to be who we want to be, to maintain who we are, to grow, um, and to shed old habits and ways that may hold us back. And so, um, yeah, share with me who is a part of your personal executive team. Um, and before I get out of here, of course, you know, I got to end with the win and a woe. So, uh, I'm going to start with the woe this time. Um, just switch it up because I know I do the win and then I end on a low note, but I'm actually going to, maybe not always, but today I'm in the mood to, um, to switch it up. So, my woe of the week is that yesterday I was in the worst mood. I think that I have not been in, I have not felt that low in like a really long time. Um, probably since like 2016 and you all, some of you all know I've posted it. I've talked about it on social media um, on my Instagram a few times. Um, 2016 was like the worst year for me in many, many ways, professionally, personally, everything, the worst year. And I was just in a really dark place. And yesterday, for some reason, I couldn't really like, I mean, there was just a lot going on and I just felt like I was in a funk and there was nothing that could shake me out of it. Um, I was just feeling so uninspired. I just couldn't, I knew I had to do this podcast and I was like, I don't even know. Like if I feel like I couldn't even get up to go get the microphone to even attempt to record. I don't know what was going on. I was just in a creative rut. My brain just felt like mush and I just had no inspiration. And then, um, it's so funny because I was literally like had tears in my eyes because I just couldn't figure out, I couldn't even figure out what to watch on Netflix. That's how much I was just had like this creative block. I had Netflix, Hulu, Disney plus at my disposal and could not find a single thing to watch. And I was just on the verge of tears. And then Melissa just called me out of nowhere and we FaceTimed for like two and a half hours. And I felt like myself again. I just needed, I didn't even like vent to her. I just needed to laugh and to just talk and to just keep my mind distracted and busy. And, um, so I, I slowly lifted out of my creative funk and then this morning got up and, um, got a nice little, free massage. Shout out to Samantha from Zen on the Run. Um, Her students were doing massages. And so I volunteered and got a little free one. Um, And so it pulled me out of my creative funk. And then when I got home, went to the gym, and then I really felt inspired to create and record. So I'm here. So that was the woe for the week that yesterday was really, really tough. Um, But the win. So y'all, tax season is here, whether you like it or not. And if you are a business owner, we have to face the music a lot sooner than people with nine to fives who are submitting their W-2s. I had to file my 1099 for my teammates and I was nervous. I really had every intention on waiting until the very end, like the last minute to do it. But for some reason, I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to be that person in 2020. I'm not going to procrastinate. I'm going to be proactive. And so um, I went and filed early. And what I learned was that I was able to invest so much money 
um, into creatives, into people who were, you know, doing admin. I'm just my team. I was able to pay my team, um, and pay other, other entrepreneurs. Um, and on top of, you know, I think collectively almost my old salary, I think I paid, um, in, just people to help me steer the ship and keep the ship going and investing in other businesses. Um, and on top of that, getting a new car, moving into my apartment, Leap was still able to turn a profit. And I, <laughs> I really couldn't believe it. And my mom had to put it in perspective for me. She was like, think of all you've done this year and you have paid people. Um, and you are still Okay. And she's like, not a lot of people can say that. So just relish, just enjoy this moment while it's here. Just take a minute and enjoy the fact that like, no matter how stressed you may get and no matter how scarce money may be at times, you are still able to function, live your life, grow your business and still be able to say that, you know, I'm okay. I'm, we are here. <laughs> we are making a profit. We're making money. Um, and so it's, it's hard to see it when you're in thick of things because you're just seeing money going out, money going out and money may trickle in a little slower, but it really, it really put things into perspective for me. And so I'm just grateful that, you know, I always say, my mom always taught me, you are blessed so that you can be a blessing. And so as long as I get it, I will always give it. I will always give it back whenever I can. Um, I will never, never keep my hands closed because if I'm, if my hands are closed and I don't want to give, that means they're also closed when it's time to receive. And so I'm always just open to sharing what I have and investing in other people and giving and blessing and all those things. So I'm just happy that, uh, you know, I, I saw, um, you know, a profit, (laughs) the, you know, small wins, but yeah, so that was that was my win of the week. Um, now, when I meet with my accountant to to sort out the rest of this financial stuff, I'll report back and see if we're still in the winning category. But at least for today, on January nineteenth, I am feeling like twenty nineteen was a win for me and and Leap Innovative Group. So I think that's it. Of course, I want you guys to share with me your wins and your woes. Um, and I also want you to share with me who makes up your personal executive team. It takes a village, takes, you know, we all have to build a tribe. So I want to know who's on your tribe, whether those are names or just titles. Again, we had the counselor, challenger, reality checker, accountability partner, collaborator, escape and connector. And so I definitely want to hear from you guys and, and hear what keeps you in your business or your personal professional life afloat. And with that, I will sign off and see you all next time. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, I appreciate you listening. You can follow me on Instagram at Jana M. Hall. Follow me on Facebook by the same name. If you have any questions pertaining to your fun employee journey, um, you can now reach me via email at foreverfunemployed at gmail.com. And uh, I will talk to you all next time. Have a great week. Bye.